0: Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. shibbity beam Sorry, I'm on uh, Google Chrome and I must have like right-clicked or something because I hit the record button and then a little like dictionary thesaurus thing popped up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I, <laughs> I don't need to know what that means. I just need you to hit play or record. What does record mean? But anyways, we're recording. So welcome to play. (laughs) Our podcast called American,
1: <laughs> American Brews and Tunes. Uh, I was going
0: to call it Welcome to Blink 182 <laughs> because that's what it says on top of my notes.
1: <laughs> I mean, we are reviewing it out by Blink 182 today, but that's yes. not, what the podcast yes, that is is not
0: what the podcast is called. <laughs> this is American Brews and Tunes. Yeah. And this is episode 118. 118. Man, we've been at this for a while. We have, and we've had a little break in between. Uh, this episode and the last episode, um, but we've been busy. We've uh, had illnesses and surgeries and a lot of stuff has been going on. It's It's been a wild, uh, probably like two months, but, but we're back. Yeah. Uh, we're back. We're back for good. Ready to talk about Blink
1: and ready to try some good beer.
0: Yes, yes, we are. Um, in case you didn't already know. So if you weren't listening for the past uh, minute and 20 seconds, we're talking about Blink-182 this episode. The the album <laughs> of Focus is 2001's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yes, that is mm-hmm. a pun, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, oh. Before we All delve right. into that, um, there's something else we need to talk about. Yeah, we got to talk about the
1: nectar. The nectar of the gods? Nectar of the gods, yeah. Which
0: is? Beer. Wow, that's, that's right. right.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. That is Beer. exactly right.
0: Beer, the nectar of gods. <laughs> yes. Uh, the nectar of men, too, I guess. Uh, the nectar of women, as well. Yeah, the nectar of... Uh, the nectar of people. Of people and beasts and gods and everything <laughs> people, in between. People, beasts, gods, ghouls, vampires, zombies. I mean, I'm dead serious uh, about beasts, too. Did you ever see that... Homunculi. Like, <laughs> homunculi. <laughs> 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 oh that makes me think of um what's what's the uh Full metal alchemist exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah <laughs> where else are you gonna hear about a homunculus yeah true speaking of animes i'm rewatching um avatar the last airbender oh nice. i haven't watched that since 2011 so it's been 10 years
1: yeah it's been a long time but have I've, you watched uh The Legend of Korra yet? That's what I was about to say. I've
0: only watched the first season and I liked it. And then I never watched any more. So I want to watch all that, but I wanted to rewatch Avatar before going. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I actually
1: haven't finished Avatar, but I've heard that it's really good. And I've watched like the first two seasons. You got to go. You got to finish it. It's really worth finishing. There are so many shows that I have to watch. Uh, Well, let's just keep this tangent going for a second because there's a show that I started watching today. That's really, uh, really funny. What is it? uh Wellington paranormal what's that what, what are you watching it on it's on HBO or on Hulu Ooh. it's the uh um you know in the what we do in the shadows it, it's Taiko Waititi again but it follows the two cops you know like the two cops who uh come to their house and like search everything and they're like clueless and dumb mhm oh they're so uh, dumb in what we do in the shadows yeah it it follows them and like a bunch of paranormal stuff happens like in the first episode, there's like a demon, like a, a demon like possesses people and it's oh like throwing gosh. up all over the place. And they're just like, oh, yeah, wow, she looks kind of, uh, looks a little bit sick there. looks a little bit
0: unwell, huh? Yeah, she looks a little under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, New it's Zealand really accent. Funny. Yeah. It's really uh, funny. funny. I got to check that out. I love what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Um, did you watch I, the anything? TV show?
1: Yes. Yeah. We, uh, uh, our, our buddies, uh, uh, David and Rachel were over, uh, last night and we watched the third the beginning of the thir- uh, third season
0: oh snap yeah i've only seen the first season i gotta catch up yeah it's uh it's pretty funny yeah i, I just think it's what's it what's his name colin the uh the energy vampire yeah oh, it's so funny <laughs> i can't remember what his last name is but yeah he's hilarious uh, what a great like show it's just it's hilarious yeah anything um, that
1: he does taiko itt does is pretty funny
0: yeah i think he's got another big Another indie film coming out. I don't remember what it is. And then he's doing the next Thor again.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. So it'll be good. Yeah, um, for
0: sure. Back to the last tangent about the nectar of people and beasts. <laughs> Did you know that Bush, the brewery, has a beer for dogs? What? Yeah. I I don't know anything about it other than it's a beer for dogs. And it's clearly non-alcoholic, so you could probably, like, order it online.
1: What? I mean, like, what are the... Ing- is it... Just like straight up non-alcoholic beer, or do they change I, the recipe? Or? <laughs> I have no
0: idea. Uh, I'm I'm about to look it up right now. I'm looking up Bush beer for dogs, <laughs> and like it, it does come in a can. That sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um Bush dog brew by Bush, all natural bone broth for dogs.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's this ridiculous. So it's, it's not even
0: it's not even a beer. It's just bro, bone broth. But it's in a bush can. That's ridiculous. Bush so, bone broth. So it's like you're sh- like cracking a cold one with man's best cracking friend. Cracking a
1: cold one with your boy. Yeah. Your puppy.
0: <laughs> like It's just I, I thought it was actual beer. It says dog brew on it. And there's like a bone <laughs> and it looks like a bush can. Is it gonna is it gonna be sold in stores or like in pet stores? Probably. Here's the ingredients. Here's it's bone in pork butt, whole corn, celery, basil, mint. Oh, and they misspelled turmeric. It's because it's supposed to to be spelled as turmeric, right? Turmeric, yeah. They spelled it turmeric. T U M. Hmm. Uh, Ginger and water. Huh. Sounds like a good soup base, though. I, I, yeah, I could use that as like a soup is, base. Turmeric is T-U-R. Yeah, M-E-R-I-C. But they spelled it as turmeric. <sighs> Maybe turmeric is a different thing. In this case, I don't think so. If, if ginger is the next ingredient, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's definitely not something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's just a uh, that's just an oversight by their uh, what. I don't know what do you call
0: them. Their it's technology it's, team. It's bush the brewing. Website. They don't know much about Indian spices. <laughs> yeah. uh, but enough oh, about dog man. brews. Let's talk about our brew today. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about people brews, But <laughs> monster, monster brews, monster vampire brews, <laughs> people <Beer>. brews. <laughs> um, this week we have a well. It's always a new beer, obviously, but we've got a new brewery yeah. to the podcast.
1: Yeah, true. I've, I've actually never had
0: a beer by these yeah. the, uh, the, by this brewery. This brewery is called dissolver with mm-hmm. no um, vowels. Yes. D S S V L R. Yeah. Um it's from Asheville, North Carolina, home of like brewery a plenty. Yeah, seriously though. Um I've had two double IPAs from them that that uh, just kind of popped up randomly in Nashville. I really liked them. They don't have normal distribution mm. here. Um, I wish yeah. they did because from from my experiences, I really like them. Hmm. Um, but this one is called nothing but love and it's an ESB and I believe we have never had an ESB on the podcast that I can recall.
1: Extra special bitter.
0: Yes. It's a a,
1: generally, generally a style that you find more in Europe, like in England or, uh, generally like American breweries don't have this as like a staple. So I'm not sure if this was like a one-off or if it was a,
0: like, it's kind of like a, like I'd classify this as like a pub ale. And like, yeah. I know they've, they've got bitters, they've got milds, and they've got ESBs, and they, they all kind of classify under the same thing. Yep. Um, and this one, I would expect to be more bitter because it's an extra special bitter. Uh, yeah. But it's clocking in at a whopping zero IBUs. <laughs> at least that's what
1: Untapped says. Yeah, I believe So, Untapped I mean, I would assume the that part. there's going to be at least a little bitterness in here, right? I would hope so. That, um, mi- that might be, maybe it's a glitch.
0: I mean, they're. Only about 300 people have checked it in, so... Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be a glitch. It could be. Um, Do you want me to read this really long thing on Untapped where they talk about the details? Yes. Yes, I do. I'll try to read quickly because it's long. Okay. (laughs) We revived an old recipe, and we're very excited to reintroduce the world to nothing but love, another love letter to the magnificent style that is ESB. The Hmm. first time we released this, almost a year ago, well if it's almost a year ago it's not that old of a recipe uh, hmm. but anyways we brewed it on the pilot system as a one off <laughs> that ended up falling in love with oh, okay. Rid- okay as so, a one off yeah so uh, like if you're if you never or if you're unfamiliar with breweries a pilot system is is made for small batches mm-hmm. um that probably was only available at the brewery like they didn't distribute or can it or anything Um, We originally brewed this beer with an overly complex blend of 100% English malts and pummeled it with an absurd amount of Fuggles and East Kent Golding (laughs) in the Whirlpool. Those are our hot pops.
1: (laughs) Okay. How is is that one spelled? Did you say Fuggles?
0: Yes. F-U-G-G-L-E-S. Fuggles. <laughs> fuggles. <laughs> oh, those silly muggles always playing with their fuggles. That is a hop. I, I know that because I've seen that before. <laughs> muggles oh, my and gosh. Fuggles. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my. Um, this time around, we switched the base malt to, and then they they added somebody. It says, at Riverbend Malt, Southern Select which imitates Golden Promise. I don't know what that means. Um, Golden (laughs) Promise must be another malt. It must be. (laughs) Maybe one more prevalent in England (laughs) or something. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. They're they're talking to us like we know things. (laughs) Um, Slightly increased the specialty malts and bumped up the body and bitterness for a tad more balance. We still absolutely demolish this almost three... I don't know what that means. Uh, it's numbers and something. <laughs> in the whirlpool with Fuggles and East Kent Golding. So don't worry. Uh, last paragraph here. The result okay. is significantly more in line with true ESB. And we're very happy about that. Rich, multi, and hoppy in a very English way. All right. And ultimately, very sessionable. Uh, it is 4%, nice. for those of you who don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's quite light. So you can have ton of these at the pub. Or at your house. At who knows? Pub. It's in a can. Uh, yeah. Big notes of freshly toasted biscuits, drizzled in orange marmalade, a fresh cup of English breakfast tea, and an absolute <laughs> face full of honeysuckle. All right, <laughs> all right. Now, nothing. That I want more on the face than honeysuckle. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. Well. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm kind of excited to try this now. I, I do like so. the can. It's it kind of looks like cotton yeah, candy it's, clouds. It's like real weird, blue and pink, and then there's a there's that fuzzy heart with an eye in the middle.
1: Yeah, a really yeah, a very fuzzy heart with an eye, and then it's about the state of North Carolina. Yeah,
0: but let's say we crack this and give it a pour. Yeah, let's. Yes, let's. Ooh, it's foamy. Ooh. Maybe I shook the can up a little bit. Nah, mine was foamy as well. Well, that's not a problem. I wasn't like as foamy as like sometimes when we have those like Belgian. And it, sometimes some of the weird Belgian style beers don't really sit well in bottles and they overly um, carbonate and they kind of like explode when you open them. Yeah. How about this one though.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one opened pretty well. Um, pretty okay. excited to try it. Nice little orange. As I'm
0: smelling it. Like a dark, dark orange ambush, amber color. Like a, kind yeah. of like a dark, darker lager. I'd say.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Almost. It reminds me of like, if you know what fat tire looks like, it kind of
0: reminds me of that like that spot same on. type of color spot yeah. on yeah definitely good descriptors of this beer it's got For a nice sure. nice uh little regular colored head i, I really think it's like a, a dark colored head it's yeah kinda... it
1: seems more like of a i don't know maybe a look i guess maybe it's just because it's against the uh the darker body of the beer but it's a little bit lighter it almost seems lighter to me yeah that's what i'm thinking too but let's see what it smells like um it's
0: not super, not
1: super aggressive. Getting a lot of no. decent smells, though. Honestly,
0: I, I mean, it smells like a like a lager, even though it's an, an ale. Uh, which yeah. it just kind of smells like a crisp, clean lager to me.
1: Yeah, getting a little bit of those toasty
0: notes on the nose as well. Good malty smells. Yep. Yeah, biscuity. I guess yep. is what they say. Biscuity. Yes. Um, shall we? Is that uh, from England? Shall we go ahead and uh, give it a try?
1: Yeah, let's give it a try.
0: As we always say here on American Brews and Tunes, shibba-dee-bee-boo-doo! clink <laughs> down the hatch. Well, I definitely don't think it's zero IBUs.
1: No, it's definitely not zero. That's for sure. Uh,
0: but it's not aggressive um i actually really like this i do too and like it's definitely hoppier than like a a standard lager or something you'd expect to find down at the pub down at the pub with your mates Um,
1: yeah i definitely get those like biscuity notes they were talking about Mm -hmm. and i definitely taste like the almost like butterscotch or oh yeah butterscotch caramel like caramel flavor that's in there. It's real subtle. What about the honeysuckle
0: it, in your face? Do you feel that?
1: <laughs> that actually might contribute to the, uh, the butterscotch flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sits, it sits in a really nice place on the palate as well. It like sits kind of like right behind the breadiness. Yeah. It's it, like, it's it, not, it's it not is, too overpronounced.
0: No, not at all. It's, it's, it's got a nice multi breadiness. It's, it's sweet, uh, but it is balanced. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's a good beer. I like this.
1: Well, I, this is my first beer from Dissolver, and uh, I'm a fan.
0: Well, I'm already a fan. This just really confirms it for me. <clears throat> it's definitely sessionable, like they said. Yes, it doesn't taste like it's four percent. I, I like if I had this, I'd say it tastes. Yeah, it tastes more like like five or five and a half or six. Yeah, because four is a little low for a, a, a regular beer, like not a light beer. Yeah, um, but I, 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 I expected it to sit anywhere between five and six. Yeah, but super good beer. Um, yeah. I don't really think it's going to change too much as it warms up, but if it does, we'll let you know. Yeah. The only thing that I could think that would maybe become more pronounced is it
1: might get a little bit... Uh, the fuggles might pop through. <laughs> the fuggles might <laughs> pop through more, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it might get a little bit more toasty and a little bit more sweet as it warms up. Yes, yeah, uh, so I could see we'll, that. We'll see if I'm right.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, let's uh, delve on to the music, shall we? We shall. All right. Like I said before, we're reviewing an album from the best band on Earth, (laughs) Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Um, This is their fifth studio album.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, because they had uh, Dude Ranch, Cheshire
0: Cat, Buddha, Uh, Animal of the State. Right. So that's four, and this is five. Yeah. Hmm. Um, And this is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Obviously, I said that before. It was released in... 2001 on June 12th. So a proper late spring album. Yeah. When is the, when
1: the is, the, uh, when is it technically summer?
0: I think it's July is when summer starts. July. Really? Yeah, I think so. No. Really? Cause it's July, August and September are the summer months. Huh? Right. And March. Uh, April, May. when or maybe it's June. Is, is summer. I feel like it's, I feel like it's June, right? It's got to be June. I don't know. Uh, let's just say it's June. We're probably wrong. We're maybe right. Who yeah, knows? it's June June 21st. I just looked it okay. up. That's what it is. So a proper yeah. early summer album, as I say. Yes. Um, and this is riding <laughs> on the overwhelming success that was Enema of the State. Yes. Um, huge, huge album Massive for them. success. Uh, millions and millions of copies sold. Um, and there was a lot of pressure on the band to follow up. Um, right. Yeah, so like Blink's management and the label really, really wanted another album that sounded just like Enemy of the State. Mm. Um, and apparently Blink 182 felt like they were in a corner, like songwriting-wise. Right. As you would. I mean that makes sense. Well, right. I mean, like
1: as a band, you always kind of want to try to evolve your sound slowly, right? Like not a huge, massive change right mm-hmm. away, but at least evolve it a little bit.
0: And there was it's it's kind of a thing in the music industry about like the sophomore slump. And that's doesn't apply to them because this is not their second album, but that's usually when a a band has like a really successful first album and then they have to follow it up. Um, But again, not the case here because this is their fifth album. They're a seasoned band at this point. They've been around for seven or eight years at this point. Yeah. Um, And they, I guess, and I've read this from plenty of sources. They felt that they were inspired to write Post hard like they were inspired by post hardcore bands like Fugazi and Refused, and they wanted to write yeah. a darker, heavier album. Um, I agree. is that
1: is that what they were saying about this album? About yes. uh, take off your pants and jacket. Yes,
0: and I agree uh, only slightly in comparison to Enem of the State, but I wouldn't say that this is darker, angry.
1: I I feel like maybe they were warming up to the uh, self titled or untitled. Or yeah.
0: Whatever. I mean, it's it's an angsty album, but it's not like post
1: hardcore <laughs> for <No>. sure.
0: <laughs> like I can definitely, you can definitely tell that it
1: changed from the yes. State, though. Oh, for sure, you can definitely like. Chat, there's there that are out. slight differences, but yeah. definitely nothing as drastic as saying that like this was heavily inspired by like a post hardcore bands. Yeah,
0: I can't hear any Fugazi that much in here.
1: No, it still um, sounds okay. like Blink. Yeah, hundred percent,
0: hundred percent, and that's one of the main so. complaints that people had was it sounded too similar to Enemy of the State.
1: Mm. Uh, w- I don't, I, I do not have a problem with that.
0: Oh, me neither. I love the sound. I
1: think, I think, I think their their sound is a classic. And now that uh, we are both thirty, um, oh. uh, yes, it is oh. definitely a classic, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Um, this album came out twenty years ago this year, so. Wow. There you go. That's uh, crazy. qualified for a classic. How is blink 182? Not in the rock and roll hall of fame. I ask you. Yeah. Uh,
1: isn't that, isn't that what car for cars too? like for it to be considered a vintage car? It has to be at least that old.
0: Something along those lines. I don't remember the specific. Maybe not. It case. might be more. It might it's be something like, 30, like that. But, um, but anyways, uh, when their manager, Rick DeVoe, in case you were curious, Rick uh, DeVoe. yeah, mm-hmm. when he heard the demos, uh, he liked them a lot, but he mentioned that it was missing the big blink summer Anthem. And he wanted them to, like, write one of those. And so, out of spite, Mark and Tom both went into separate writing rooms and they came back within, like, 15, 20 minutes with The Rock Show and First Date. Mm. So, those two songs were written out of spite because they were like, here's your summer Anthem That hit. is hilarious. And like First Date is one of their biggest songs. Yeah, both of those songs are, are be, like huge top 10 singles. So the joke's on them, I guess. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, fine, we'll write you a, a classic Blink-182 song. But it worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it worked. And, and those songs are good.
0: Yeah. On another funny note, label reps were visiting from time to time on the um, recording sessions. And they wanted yeah. to hear the progress. So Blink-182 presented them with three acoustic songs. Um, and they were these super vulgar um, (laughs) potty mouth, like just acoustic terrible songs (laughs) that were just hilarious, but they they were just trying to to screw with them, Uh, but it worked Um, and those three songs went on to be some of the bonus tracks, which I'll talk about later but hilarious, horrible and hilarious Yes. Um, this will be the first Blink-182 album to be released and debut at number one on the Billboard Top 200 Huh! Wow, not their last though, because, um, what's the album? California debuted at number one. Okay, I can't believe no other ones did. What's wrong with Billboard? Jeez, what's wrong with people, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the main question. Um, (laughs) But this album is certified two times platinum in the U.S. with over 14 million sold worldwide. Wow! All right, super well received album. Um, Used to be my favorite album growing up. Uh, I'm not so sure that it is now. Well, it definitely isn't anymore, uh, but I still love it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, a lot of their other albums have taken precedent, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Shall we dive into the tracks? Let's do it, man. I've got uh, four recommend, uh, three recommendations and one honorable mention. If you've never listened to us before, the reason I do this is because if for some reason you've never heard this and you want to just get a little taste, these are what I'd say go for. Yeah, for sure. And the first song is one of my recommendations. Okay. It's called Anthem Part 2. Anthem Part 2. Uh, literally Part 2 Flip because Anthem yeah. of the State ends on the song Anthem.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you've ever listened to that song, Anthem's about uh, like having a home concert slash house party when the parents are away and getting into all kinds of shenanigans. Um, this song, however, is kind of... It is about like youth rebellion, but it's more against like Authority figures like the government and establishment, I, I guess, yeah, in a very juvenile way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like kids can't vote, adults elect e- them. them. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? talked along. You're probably like 26 at this point, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, aside from that, I love this song. Um, the intro and in build up is really, really cool. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it just starts off with that uh, little guitar. It's not an arpeggio. I don't know what you call it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And they
0: add a a drum part and a bass part, and then another guitar part, and it's yeah. just really cool build up. Um, I think that's part of oh, yeah. Tumble along. Eventually, goes into make more instrumental things with angels and airwaves and some of the later Blink yeah, albums. I think definitely. this is kind of the start of that.
1: I will say that I I really like the uh, the guitar tone in this song quite a bit.
0: Oh, it's such a good guitar tone. Um,
1: and honestly, just like through the entire album too, I really like the choices they made, uh, for the guitar parts in this, in this album. Yeah. And Uh,
0: I think that's true of enemy of the state, this album and the untitled album. And I think that's because Jerry Finn produced it. Yeah. And from, uh, interviews and stuff I've read, apparently he spent so much time dialing in tone, like Mm. to the point, like, um, I guess for reference, Travis Barker talks about it in his book that he hated recording with Jerry because they would spend hours getting the tone right on every single drum mic. And Travis was like, wow. we "Just let me play it, man. Let me play it." And he's like, "Dang, no, we, we got to dial in each drum perfectly. Got to get it right." So I think he spent a lot of time making sure everything was spot on, perfect. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it definitely shows. Yeah, it That's shows. For sure. Um, my favorite part on this song, Anthem Part Two, though, is the drumming on the first half of each verse because it's insane. I think he hits every drum on his kit. Mm, yeah, um, it's just—it's a wild, wild song to play on the drums. If you're ever curious, watch a YouTube cover of it just so you can see what somebody has to do in order to play it. Really cool. Really. Mm. Cool. Um, it's—it's it's on par with like Blink One Eighty Two openers. I think they, along with every band, tries to make something memorable to open an album with. And yeah, for sure, definitely not an exception. It fits in with that. Yeah, this definitely works out for that, like, in that respect. Yeesh. Moving on to track number two, which is my honorable mention. This is Online Songs. All right, all right. Um, Somewhat, like, spiritual sequel to Josie. Yeah. Uh, Because he says, Josie. (laughs) He says, Josie, you're mine. Yeah, so it's got to be that girl from the Dude Ranch album. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But this song is probably, like... Probably the fastest song on the album and one of their faster songs in general. Mm-hmm. The drums are so fast. It's ridiculous. Um, super catchy, but they definitely dated themselves in the song because they're talking about like AOL screen names and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the youth of today has no idea what AOL screen no names or, or AIM yeah, is. For sure. AIM. I mean, like I, even, I hardly used AIM as well. I used it in uh, middle school.
1: That was like that was like during the time when like we didn't even have internet still. you uh, think we I don't think we did at that oh, point.
0: I had one and my screen name was Green Pigs113. Green Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. I, that's where I learned all of my internet uh abbreviations like B R B and L O L. The first time I saw someone say BRB, I was like, are they burping over there? What the heck's going on? <laughs> this, it was a weird, weird, weird time for me.
1: No, be right back, man.
0: Yeah, AIM though, but uh, this is a great, great yeah, song. Of Lots of na na na, so it's classic play. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there, it's never been played live, ever. Don't really? I don't know why. I think they could, but maybe they never will. Who knows? That'd be sweet if they played it live. It's a good song. Oh, I'd love to hear it live. Super good song. Um, moving on to track number three is First, First Date. Blade. Yeah, super iconic song. I'm yeah. sure you've all heard it, but uh, if you haven't, go, go listen. Just.
1: Honestly, like even if come you on. weren't conscious of it, you probably heard it like in a grocery store or in something a like store. that. Grocery store.
0: It's been in several movies and TV shows, all, all yeah. over the radio. Probably still, um, very very iconic song, um, and it's one of the few songs that you can tell what song it is from the drum fill at the beginning, because mm. the drums mm. come in by itself with that. Doo-doo, 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 yeah. Doo-doo, doo-doo. Um, and it's like leave it to Travis Barker to to create one of those things because it's it's hard to create an iconic drum fill. Yeah, like Phil Collins did it on in the Air Tonight. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, Is everybody that that song, knows right? that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And there's a, like a maybe a couple other that I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but this one's definitely maybe boom, not boom, the same tsh. level as. Boom, boom, yes, absolutely. We will maybe rock you. Maybe not in the same level as those two songs, but yeah. <laughs> close like you get the idea yeah uh um, right. super big chorus on this one uh and i love the palm muting on the the bridge uh, mm. I, I think that gets you a good idea of the guitar tone like you were talking about earlier it's got yeah. that really like it's like a chunky but so clean like the guitar tone is just like impeccable yeah hard, hard to describe unless you hear it i really like the
1: uh the drums on the, the verses where they do, he does that thing with the hi-hat where he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just timed really well. And it's like, it's so, uh, I don't know. It's like brings another layer to the, to the verses that it definitely needs.
0: Cause he's not going crazy, but it's just nice little embellishment that just helps. Yeah. Like bring the the song to the next level.
1: Yeah. That's the word I was looking for the nice little embellishment.
0: But the best thing about this song, if you ask me is the music video.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, it's it's absurd. They're all just like walking around during the '70s, and they've all got these crazy costumes, and they're just getting up to all kind of high drinks. It's the yeah. best. If, if you've never seen it, go go to YouTube and watch it. It's the best music mm. video I've ever seen, hands down. Um, moving on to track number four, which is the shortest song on the album. This is called "Happy Holidays, You Bastard." Yeah, this is uh, a. <laughs> the
1: song is uh, is one of the joke songs.
0: Yep. One of the um, funny
1: songs that is actually super golden and catchy, like and it's, it's so fast, it's so good,
0: yeah, uh, when I had this album growing up, I had the edited version, no, oh, yeah, of course, um, and so it was essentially an instrumental in the very end until the very end when they says, "I'll never talk to you again, oh
1: really, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing else in the edited version that's so funny,
0: nope, just instruments until then. it's so funny, um, but it's all like curses and funny jokes, it's hilarious yep. um. But I, I, I don't know, it, it's just a really funny song about all kind of holidays, literally. They talk about Christmas yeah. and um, Labor Day and, and all kind of stuff. There's lots of good hot dog Talking jokes. about
1: grandparents, talking about <laughs> yeah. other things happening.
0: Yeah. If you don't like holidays, <laughs> you'll like this. Um, they play this one live all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, easy song to play live, just real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on to track number five, The song's called Story of a Lonely Guy. Yeah. And it's the first really quote unquote different song I'd say. Yeah, it uh Come
1: it's on. almost like a song that foreshadows what, what Tom DeLong really wants to do.
0: Yeah. Kind of. It's not that it's not really a pop punk song I'd say. Yeah, it's more like a But it is, if that makes sense.
1: It definitely is, but it has more of a feel of not really like a ballad, but like, like adult a, contemporary
0: a alt rock maybe.
1: Yeah, or like a slower it has a lot of like eighties vibes too.
0: Yes. And it's got that um, shimmery, clean tone, like a, not chorusy, but it's a different clean tone than that, than like not necessarily like Come As You Are from Nirvana, if you can think of that guitar tone, Mm -hmm. but in that vein almost. Yeah. Uh, The chorus is so good. uh, I I love it.
1: I, yeah, I, I very much like this song, um, I'm just a fan of of the way Tom DeLong writes songs, to be honest. I am, I am. And there's like, the it's, uh, uh, it's not na na
0: na na na, it's da-da-da-da-da. Da da Yeah, it's such a good song. Yeah. I, I love this one. It it's really a, is. a guy I'm a who's fan. just a stupid boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but moving on to track number six, this is The Rock Show. Rock Show. Another massive, massive, massive single. Um and it's the one written by Mark uh, whereas yeah. first day was written by Tom, the ones that they both wrote out of spite. Uh, it's a yeah. story of a guy <laughs> and a girl who fell in love at the rock show. Literally. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I love the chorus uh, because the call and response. Yeah. She said what? I told her that I didn't know. Great, great, great chorus. Um, super it's, yeah. It's really
1: funny. Like whenever you, whenever I think about that chorus, I think to myself, man, like that's so simple and so easy. Like, but it's so golden catchy at the same time.
0: (laughs) It's it's very simple. I don't like it. it, It's a clear case of like the first idea is the best idea. Like that popped into his head and it worked and it's unique and iconic. Yeah, definitely. Um, the best version I've ever heard of this song is there, there's one particular live one you can find online. If you look Mm -hmm. up the rock show live, um, at the Pepsi smash, I don't don't know what this concert was, but, uh, what they, they play it way too fast. Travis does crazy halftime and quarter times in the chorus, mm-hmm. um, but there is a hundred percent like an angels and airwavesy bridge. Like they oh, they really? turn the what what's normally like a fifteen second instrumental bridge into like a two minute bridge. <laughs> it's super cool. Um, but That's check funny. it out and you'll you'll like it. Um, uh, the,
1: so it was a quick side note. Yeah,
0: um, I was listening to
1: some of the new angels and airwaves, and there were still some some bridges. that were just instrumentals.
0: <laughs> That's classic Blink. That's why if yeah. you notice on the new Blink stuff, they're starting to have instrumental like um bridges with with words. Yeah. And I think that's because like they've got co-writers and John Felbin's producing. Yeah. Tom DeLong's producing his own stuff. So yeah. instrumental it's, bridges. It's
1: still the same. <laughs> yep.
0: I And I like, like the new album though, man. I can't
1: I can't remember which song it was specifically, but whenever the bridge came up, I was like, all right, yep, instrumental. This is great. <laughs> like classic Tom. And then I was after the bridge, I was like, you know what? That was a pretty
0: good bridge. Like I I still liked it. <laughs> like that's that's the thing though. They he makes a bridge that's instrumental, but it goes somewhere that's interesting or unique enough. Like the bridge yeah. in, in First Date or the Bridge in The Rock Show where it's before he gets to the back pic, uh, uh, pictures of around my wall, there's a, a cool yeah. guitar part. It, it's it's interesting.
1: It's yeah, unique. it's just it's just simple enough to to keep your attention for the uh, slight little time that they're in the bridge exactly. before getting back to the chorus.
0: Exactly. Uh, the music video on this one's also worth checking out if you've never done it. Yeah, um, they get a the, the beginning starts out with like someone has a handheld camera and they show Mark walking away with like a tens of thousands dollar check from the record label to make a music video. Yeah. And they cash it and they just spend the money in ridiculous ways. <laughs> Good video. Nice. Um, switching gears, track number seven is called stay together for the kids. And this is the this big, is, this is more my speed. I like the anthony. Yeah. I like this song a lot. Um, yeah, like no- song a lot. Yeah, another huge single, um, much more slower and somber. It's about Tom's parents getting a divorce. Yeah. Um, but this one apparently was Tom trying to explore, like volume dynamics, mm. um, and I, I can't remember what interview, but he says in the chorus, I just turn on all my guitar pedals. <laughs> I think he's I, he's definitely oversimplifying it, but
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. They're they're just but getting. Like, I, I get
0: it though. I get it though. Like
1: when like when you hear that explanation from him and then you hear the chorus, it makes a lot of sense though. It's it, gets, it gets Way chorus. bigger. Just like it just goes boom and just explodes like out of yeah. nowhere.
0: And the uh, guitar line in the verses is really, really pretty iconic yeah. uh, and, and good
1: too. <laughs> have...
0: <laughs> and another instrumental bridge again. <laughs> uh, but really um, good. I
1: also, I also like the, uh, how Mark takes the verses and then Tom takes like the lead on the, yes, on the choruses. Yeah.
0: I like how they do that. Uh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Plays, it plays to the strength of both of their voices. Like Mark has a good, like lower register and, Tom has a really good higher register yeah so uh,
0: the music video was filmed September 9th and 10th in 2001
1: and I think oh. they halted
0: filming on the 11th
1: uh, yeah I, I would I would assume so and a
0: lot of the shots were of them playing in a house that was being demolished and destroyed oh, wow. so they switched the music video away from the demolishing to something else i can't remember but you mm-hmm. can still find the other video too they've got both versions but they didn't put out the building collapsing obviously yeah um, yeah for uh, yeah. Yeah, obvious reasons yeah. um, for sure but if you look it up you can find it it's not that difficult uh moving on to track number eight this is roller coaster my least favorite song in the album oh
1: i love this song uh- <laughs> it's uh it's it's good but it just like it, it, I don't know. It just doesn't really feel like, like there's any context to the song. And it's yeah. like,
0: if you had to pick a filler song, I'd it's say it's like probably, song, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I still like it, but it, it definitely feels like filler to me.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, uh, from an interview, Mark said this was a dream about him, like early on in his relationship with his then girlfriend, now wife, that things weren't going to work out or something like that. So he was oh, like, really? scared in the dream, I guess. I don't know. Huh. Um, but super catchy song. Yeah, uh, definitely I definitely love is. the bridge. In the uh, like the the drum beat, it kinda, it goes halftime, mm-hmm. um, and it just gets like really big, um, super super good. Um, yeah, nice phasing guitars. Um, but the next song is a more popular song, I'd say for sure. Track number nine is "Reckless Abandon."
1: Yeah, I like this song a lot. Yeah, yeah they play this oh, one live. Yeah, it just all the it just time. starts off starts off with that weird like radio voice sound. Yeah, almost
0: almost like he's just playing a guitar in the room that's not mic'd or played on the amp like a uh, unplugged acoustic uh, electric guitar almost. Um, But it's in the way that Anthem part two is supposed to be a sequel to Anthem part one or just Anthem. I'd say this is more of a sequel to the the first Anthem thematically Hmm. because it's, it's kind of like a, again, about being like at a party and going through crazy shenanigans. Right. Yeah. Um, lots of alcohol and drugs and, uh, disregarding consequences right with reckless abandon i guess (laughs) yeah reckless abandon just just go for it yeah super catchy it's i don't think it's that deep of a song um just no definitely not i mean probably reminiscing about the crazy things they did
1: yeah just from the uh the chorus the uh, the first line is on and on reckless abandon you know
0: and the last line is we left a scar size extra large
1: yeah (laughs) size extra
0: large Good song. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good song. But I like the next song much, much more. Track number Same 10. Same here. This is, is like, my, this is my like next Mark's, recommendation. This
1: is like Mark's version of a later on blank song. Yes. <laughs> I think. Yes.
0: Uh, the song's called Every Time I Look For You. Um, and it's one of the few songs where they get, tra- get to trade off lyrics in the verse. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, Kind of like Pathetic from Dude Ranch. And there's there's not many of them. Um Yeah but when it when they do it it really like clicks cuz they their voices are so, yeah so nicely juxtaposed
1: yeah definitely it just yeah. it works out well it it uh it almost sounds like 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 the verse should be sung like that and it shouldn't be sung by one person
0: agreed agreed it, it just like i i can't imagine not having two people doing it it's just it's yeah for yeah. sure uh the bridge is dope in this song <laughs> Um, because it gets in that super big, like do 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 do, and the drums come in yeah. half time, and Mark's like, I never did quite understand what she meant. Oh yeah, super big. That is a great, great bridge, great, great bridge. Um, and there's lyrics in it because Mark yeah, did it. actual lyrics because Mark, <laughs> yeah,
1: Mark did it. Yeah, Mark it. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, one of my favorite songs on the album for sure.
1: Yeah, it de- it definitely is uh one of my favorites. But the next song is my favorite song on the album.
0: Yeah, track number eleven is Give Me One Good Reason. Yeah. It's a s it's an oddball like rhythm and structure in this song. hmm Like the guitar lick. that dude do It's just it's Yeah. I just I just love the
1: the uh I guess palm muting that before the verse
0: starts. Yes, that that part's great. I another clear uh Da-da-da. indicator of the great guitar tones. oh yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah It's like a weird feel in the verse like it's just so strange and then they bring it together for the chorus
1: yeah oh it's so good man yeah yeah. so like the yeah like the verses are kind of like he lyrically like sings faster and then in the verse he like half times the uh uh the melody yeah it sounds so good
0: super good song um not my favorite, favorite as it is yours, but I still love it nonetheless. Uh, Track yeah. number twelve. It's, just, it's definitely just one of my favorites. Moving on, however, is my last recommendation. Okay, uh, this song is called "Shut Up." Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. Um, but this song is uh, lots of curses, just like uh, yeah. "Happy Holidays." Um, but it's not a joke song. Um, this no, song it's very is, is about like a couple that's having a, some brutal arguments. Like the, probably the. Dissolution of a uh, uh, relationship, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, I the agree. The drums like, sound very processed, almost programmed, but I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain that they just put an effect on Travis's kit.
1: Yeah, it seems like the same effect uh, might have been used over everything. Yeah, yeah, Like for the sure. entire drum kit, just for the verses,
0: I guess. hmm Because it is kind of like uh, tucked away almost like put on the the back burner the drums are yeah as uh this uh pseudo argument unfolds yeah and um but my favorite part is the chorus because it's just Mm -hmm. so gosh darn catchy and the drums are kind of bonkers like i don't know what travis is doing he's hitting all kind of weird things yeah Uh, but it fits so well yeah definitely yeah and
1: just like in the in the last song, honestly, it, it almost seems like a, a play on uh, a dynamics as well. Like the the verses are fairly quiet. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. the choruses are bigger and louder.
0: Yeah. Just it's like I, um, the last song and this one are just like odd songs to have on the album. <laughs> the last song. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Give me one good reason and shut up are just both like kind of like odd songs, but they fit so well. Yeah, definitely. Uh but moving on to the final song on the album, track thirteen, is Please Take Me Home. Please take me home. Um the intro guitar sounds like maybe you could get some some post-hardcore vibes, I guess. Well it it uh it seems it seems like it sounds like more like uh again,
1: their untitled album.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just I'd say that. like
1: it's it's uh-huh. like this is definitely the transition album between what they said they were doing on this album and when, when, they, when they actually did it. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> They're getting there slowly. Yeah. I need yeah. to do Boxcar Racer first? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this song is about kind of like uh, either being friend-zoned or a failing relationship. You can kind of yeah. read it a bunch of different ways. Um, but lots of people could probably relate to this in some aspect or another. Um, the bridge yeah. is weird on this one. Mm-mm. It starts off with that guitar that's kind of like plucked do 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 and it's bouncy why yeah. did we have to go date yeah um and th- that part of i was like this is weird <laughs> like why is this happening <laughs> um but then he he comes back with the be strong when things fall apart and then mark echoes it and i was like oh this is well worth waiting through oh, the weird. yeah yeah well worth the weird part that just happened yeah <laughs> it paid off big time yeah um and i end up loving the bridge um it's great closer to, to the record i'd say
1: it's uh it's almost like they peppered in the uh like the direction they're trying to go as a band. Yeah. It's like they peppered in little parts in all these songs that kind of like got their audience ready almost.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say so. Um and if you were even wanting more of a bridge, like I said, the Boxcar Racer album is a hundred percent a bridge between this and the untitled album. Yeah, for sure. Um speaking of bonus tracks, I'm not going to actually talk about them specifically, but there were six. Um they released I didn't know there were six. Three um different variations on this album, the Takeoff version, the Pants version, and the Jacket version. Oh, okay. Each one of them had two. They each had one of the acoustic joke tracks and one actual recording. So the the joke tracks were goofy, but the actual recordings were like fully produced. Mm. Um Album ready songs that uh, just didn't make the cut. Hmm. Um, all worth listening to and looking into if you're you're curious. Do they
1: have Do they have like all those extra songs on one album? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, I'll bet I'll bet someone made a playlist on Spotify of literally just those.
0: Not on Spotify. Oh, you it's on Spotify. You wow. Gotta find them on YouTube, probably. Wow, yeah. Dang. Or have have the CDs. But the 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 three serious songs were called "Time to Break Up," "What Went Wrong," and oh, geez, what's the other one? Um, and another song that I'm. Uh, Don't tell me that it's over. That's what it is. Okay. Um, all hmm. good songs. Which, if you when you listen to them, it makes sense, I guess, in ways that they didn't make the album. But you could probably hear them being on the album if you, you know, right all in all, a, a great album. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, um, I still like Enema of the State and the Untitled albums better. Hmm. But, I don't know, this this is still one of my favorite albums of all time. It's Blink-182, let's be real.
1: Yeah, let's be real here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if I had to give
1: it a ranking between those three, I think uh, Untitled album would be my top, and then Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and Enema of the State would be like neck and neck pretty much with uh enema of the state slightly above take off your pants and ja- uh, pads and jacket
0: so that might be the same boat as me then i don't know yeah but I still still really like this album though quite a bit I do too I, I do too it holds a, a very special place in my heart um when I listen to this uh, like you know how like when you hear a specific album that you maybe listen to a lot at one point in time in your yeah. life you you think of that time yeah I think of this in the 7th grade riding bus <laughs> 110 Bob the bus driver <laughs> because Mount Nebo Road was under construction and we had to go take uh, Crawford and all these other side roads where a school yeah. bus shouldn't be driving It's yeah. these narrow like backwoods roads that I was taking to get to my school and I had this CD on and I just think of that sitting on the bus oh wow with my non-skip portable Discman O-E-A. CD player Awesome. And I was
1: like this album's great. <laughs> wow, this is so cool, man. <laughs> link 182 says lots of curse words. He <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even though at that point in time I was listening to the edited one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um yeah. love the album. Um Yeah, agreed. Yeah, shall we go on to the beer? Yeah, let's uh let's give closing uh closing thoughts on the beer. What are you thinking now that it's warmed up quite a bit? Um
1: I think my initial guess of like the toastiness coming through wasn't really true. Uh, but the sweetness from like the caramel or butterscotch is definitely coming through more. I yeah. think.
0: I, I definitely think it's more calmly, Um based solely on the malts. It's definitely coming through. Um, yeah. Not in a bad way though. I, I still like no, this I, quite a bit as it warmed up.
1: I could definitely see myself in a pub in England, knocking back a few of these, watching the, the football
0: match watching a little footy watching some footy or <laughs> maybe some telly. rugby with on the telly mate, at the pub me mates at the pub <laughs> having a, a wee little bit of fish and chips Jeez. <laughs> and some biscuits and some crisps biscuits,
1: definitely some biscuits in this beer that's for sure
0: get me some Dorito crisps <laughs> some Dorito crisps <laughs> can I say that? I don't know <laughs> Potatoes. Yeah, right. Crisps. Are those are those crisps or are those chips? Oh, they're crisps over in England. They have to be. Yeah. Well, I mean they don't bright. have to, who knows? Maybe they <laughs> Doritos are their own thing, I don't know. They're Truth. corn crisps. <laughs> corn crisps. <laughs> With nacho flavoring on them. Nacho. <laughs> Apparently ranch isn't like a super well-known thing. And so a lot of foreign countries will have like cool ranch, but they'll call it like American flavor. American
1: flavor. Okay. Yeah. It's so weird. That's so that's that. That's pretty funny. But, but that makes sense.
0: Ranch is yeah. super American. Yeah,
1: it for sure is. We put it on everything over here. Oh, so goofy, especially down in the South. <laughs>
0: okay, yes. Well, I did it <laughs> in the North too, but I think in the South. They definitely, right. they definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, looking forward to next week. Who knows what we'll have? Probably another one-off. Um maybe we'll the, something, ma- though. Maybe the new Switchfoot album. I don't know. True. I, I If we
1: do that, I'll have to listen to it nonstop.
0: Yeah, same here. I've listened to it um, several times, but I'd need to dive in for a deep dive. But I, I yeah. like it, so I think that'll be an easy deep dive.
1: Yeah, I've, I've liked quite a few of the songs on it. Um, I think I listened to it like two times, maybe.
0: So maybe that, maybe something else. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah, do the knows. Angels and Airways one at some point, probably. We'll figure two, something sure, out. We'll, maybe we'll figure it'll it out. Be
1: a- Maybe it'll be a mini episode where we just talk about something for like 15 minutes.
0: Who knows? Maybe. We'll know before you do, but you'll know eventually. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, let's say that we finish this brew. Sounds like a plan. All right. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. Clink. I forgot to say down the hatch, but down the hatch it went. Down the hatch it went. Yes. It was too good. I was excited. Really, really tasty beer, man. I got to find more Dissolver stuff. Make yeah, a trip If out you guys, to Asheville. If you guys
1: uh, are in the North Carolina area, definitely try Dissolver. Definitely. Tasty. Um, once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Actually, this, I don't think we said that at the beginning of the We episode. didn't, but we were, we were having a weird beginning. A <laughs> weird long tangent, which we're yeah. having as well right now. My <laughs> yes. name is Jesse Titus. This is American Brews and Toots. Tangents. Yeah. Tangents.
0: Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes.
1: Shibbity-beam-a-day.